Welcome, everybody, to the Sideline Speaks. Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. Uh, no Brittany Jones tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Britt had some work obligations she had to tend to. So it's just me and Kay Walk tonight. But, boy, do we got a lot of great stuff to talk about before we get into any of that. Kay Walk, what's going on, man? How you doing tonight? All is well, Jay. All is well, Jay. It's like uh, it's like a reminiscent of the walkthrough back in the day. So you know, <laughs> yeah. walk through. So, but um, looking forward to it nonetheless. Jay got a lot of great stuff, a lot of like, great topics to talk about. Looking forward to diving. Yeah, into. man, it's gonna be a lot of fun tonight because, like you said, man, a lot of, a lot of great topics to to get into, man. So let's just dive right into it, man. It's gonna be probably ninety five percent football tonight. Yeah. Um. So. Let's start with the Chiefs and the Ravens, K-Walk. And I, I kind of want to break this game down in segments, man. And okay. I, I want to start with Lamar Jackson first because depending on what station you may have been watching you know, <laughs> since Sunday, yeah. I've heard everything from choke yeah. to uh, was trying to prove himself. Uh, I mean, everything, man. Not was afraid of a moment, was, wasn't yeah. ready for the moment. I mean – I've heard it all about Lamar Jackson in the last 48 hours, man. What were your thoughts on Lamar specifically, like how Lamar played? What was your takeaway? I mean, did he I, – I don't think he choked, but people have been throwing yeah. that word around. What, what was your thoughts on how Lamar played? Yeah, Jay, I, I've heard that word thrown around as well. And what I try to do is I, – I mean, I watch some of this stuff, Jay, but I try to not watch it at the same time because I want to give my own assessments, and I yeah. don't want to sound like that I'm, I'm piggyback or echoing anyone. I probably will echo some because <laughs> if you look at it the same way, you're right. going to echo certain people, but you know, I don't want to sound like certain people, if you know what I mean. But I think what Lamar ultimately did was I think he followed the game plan. And, and, and you question yourself and you question Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, as far as why they didn't um, stick to what got them there and, and, and what got them in, you know, the number one seed, the bye week, you know, um, you know, beating um, they played the first week. I forget who they played the first week. Uh, oh, um, uh, the Texans uh, in the fashion that they did. And I'm not saying the Chiefs were the Texans, but if they followed that same game plan, I think the outcome could have been similar. If if not similar, definitely a, a win. And, and when I say the game plan or what, what I thought they should have done is ran the ball more. That's who they are. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. not who they are. That's who they used to be. But they are capable of being a strong running game, a running, running team with Edwards, uh, with Allen, obviously with uh, with Lamar there as well. I think Todd Monkey wanted to put um, it on uh, Lamar's uh, uh, in Lamar's hands and have him win it with his arm. But I think if they just went back to be who, who they were throughout the season, the outcome would have been totally different because the defense held up for the most part. But uh, they that defense was just too too on uh, on the field too long, uh, in my opinion. So I, I you know I'm not going to put it on Lamar by any stretch of the imagination. And Lamar's not going to put it on. Well, Lamar's going to put it on him. But I think uh, Todd Munkin had a lot to do with this, Jay. To be honest with you, I think the game plan. I get it. They have they devised the game plan. Maybe it was an element of surprise in, in their minds. I don't know. Maybe everyone expected them to run, and they just went you know, against the grain, if you will, and try to surprise them with throwing the ball. And one of the strengths of Kansas City's defense is the, is the secondary. Yeah, surprisingly, yep. they, they have a surprisingly good secondary. And as good as they've been, meaning the Baltimore, I don't really think they have receivers like that. Mark Mark Edwards, I mean, Mark Andrews didn't, I mean, he, didn't play, he played, but 
wasn't the Mark Andrews that we used to seeing. We saw Zay Flowers. I mean, yeah, he's a young up and coming, uh, you know, player. Odell Beckham is is not the Odell Beckham that that, that we're used to seeing. So um, I I think that uh, Todd Munkin kind of messed up there with the game plan and, and didn't make any type of adjustments throughout that game either. So that's why I think that the uh, the Ravens kind of uh, dropped the ball, if you will, no pun intended. Yeah, man, I agree with you. I thought the game plan was bad. Like, I don't I don't know why you – I think they, they dropped back 82% of the time. Yeah. That just seems yeah. kind of ridiculous <laughs> when Seriously. you think about it. Not even just for Lamar, but for any quarterback. Like, yeah. why are you going to be that one-sided? So yeah. I, I definitely think that was a mistake. I also felt like, though, there were some times where Lamar had some opportunities that he missed on. Maybe just some routine stuff, too, like some of those throws out into the flat. Yeah. Just some of the precision where if you place the ball and the receiver can catch it on the move versus Mm -hmm. to try to stop or turn around to catch it. Yeah. Some of those little things, I felt like he was a little bit off in some of those areas. And then obviously the interception late. I, I, you know, I was a bad decision, yeah, bad yeah. pass, whatever you want to call it. I don't know that was ab- absolutely yeah. awful. So when I assess his play, like specifically, I didn't think he was terrible. Like a lot of no. people were saying he was awful. He just played a horrible game. No. I didn't think he played a terrible game. I just thought he wasn't as dynamic as maybe right. what we're accustomed to seeing. But I, I didn't think he was the reason they lost by any stretch of the imagination. Because right. Even when you look at a K walk as bad as they played and, and, and the penalties and all that kind of stuff in the fourth quarter, they still had a chance yep. to win. Like if they yep. could have just put something together, like they right. still had a chance to win. So to me, the Ravens actually felt like the better team. Uh, but the Chiefs, obviously, you know, you can't make a bunch of mistakes against them because they're they're going to capitalize on it. Exactly. If you had to grade Lamar's play, K. Wobo, old school report card, kind of where would you put him uh, for for his performance on Sunday? Yeah, Jay. I, you know, I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was good either. So I guess you got to go right in the middle. You got to go with that C minus. You go C C minus there, man, because of the fact that the matter is, you know, that that interception that he threw. I don't know where he was looking at. I don't even yeah. know how he he saw the receiver. I mean, <laughs> yeah. because all that red and white was there. I don't know how yeah. he saw that receiver. But nonetheless, yeah, that that was questionable. And some of the the misthrows he made, you know, um, you know, obviously, and and some of the decision makings uh, that he made. So again. To, to piggyback off of what you said, he wasn't terrible. To echo what you said, he wasn't terrible, but obviously he wasn't great either. So I'll give him a C minus. I'll give him enough, you know, to, you know, he don't have to repeat the course, <laughs> if you will. You know, the yeah. Class. yeah. Yeah. That's about where I'm at, too. I was thinking like he he was a C. Like he, that's mm-hmm. kind of how he played. And obviously in the, in the, in the championship game, that's not going to be good enough, especially right. when you got Mahomes on the other side. Uh, right. But I, I didn't think he was, terrible right i I didn't think he was as bad as the national media uh yeah was was making it out to be for sure um so when we talk about that guy on the other side k walk patrick mahomes man i mean this guy i think this is his fourth super bowl trip in the last five years i mean some of the stuff that he's doing in terms of getting to super bowls is is things that we haven't seen before um I didn't even think he was great, to be honest. Like, I thought people were maybe giving him a little too much praise. I thought he was great in the first half. The offense didn't do a whole lot in the second half. But just what do you think about Mahomes, another Super Bowl, just the success that he's been able to have, K-Walk? 
Yeah, man. She just is for whatever reason, or he just has that ability to sustain that man to to continue with that success, man. I don't know what it is because you know we talked about the uh, throughout the season how many drops these receivers you know had, and then a couple of games that cost them, cost them you know you know maybe a number one seed or number two seed. Um, regardless, they were able to overcome that. But just you know him and Kelsey, man, just have. A, a connection. If you could just take yeah. Kelsey out of the out of yeah. that equation in some way, I know it's easier said than done, ladies and gentlemen. Believe you me, but he finds a way in, in, in crunch time, man, and to to get the ball into to Kelsey's hands, and, and and that's the difference, man. It's 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 Kelsey. Start with Kelsey. You get the ball to him early and often, and then when everyone starts to focus on Kelsey, that's when you start to get all the guys like Rice who stepped up. I believe he stepped up. Uh, tremendously yeah Pachenko um as well running the ball um you know as well and and, and there's a lot of talk about Kadarius Tony out there and but he's he's not really injured but you know <laughs> he might be he might be you know Mike he might be Kadarius Tony in right now if you know yeah. what I mean ladies and yeah. gentlemen but yeah man I mean and that defense of that defense has been uh, really good, man. Um, it's been very complimentary to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And I'll throw I'll throw Rice in there as well because Rice is actually yeah, been stepping he's up on the outside as well. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I just think that's what Patrick Mahomes needs. He just needs guys that can get open because he will get you the ball. He just needs guys to get open, be a playmaker. He's on the run. You know, you run with him. I'm pretty sure. You know they go over it again and again with these uh with these scramble drills and they're excellent at that and then Mahomes is probably if, if he's not the best he's one of the best at extending plays we saw yeah. that one play that he was just running back and forth you know and uh, ultimately got the ball to I I, I think it was um uh, I can't think of his name Scantley um at, you know at the end you know at that down the uh, the uh the, the deep pass there where he caught it, you know, on, yep. you know, falling on his butt and falling on his back. So um, if you get open, if you give him time, man, he will find you. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is, is, is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick, you know, Magic Mahomes is is what we're calling him right now. So hopefully we we will see Tragic Mahomes, you know, in a couple <laughs> of weeks, I think. But, 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 yeah, but he, but he was outstanding as always, yeah. for sure. Yeah, man, it's amazing the connection he has with Kelsey. And yeah. I thought the Ravens yeah. made a mistake letting those two guys yeah. get it going right from the jump i mean they just got had it going and you know they had that ravens defense off balance all afternoon long or sp more specifically i'd say in the first half yeah okay walk like you know how these things go like everybody overreacts to everything yeah. Yeah. i've seen people in the last 48 hours that have mahomes as the greatest all time no. uh they got mahomes you know the best <laughs> player to ever Play, put on yeah. a uniform like no, i've try. heard it all k walk in the, yeah. in the last 48 hours look and not and not to take anything away from Mahomes because obviously he is great yeah but if k walk and i know you keep lists you keep lists of everything where is Mahomes on your all-time quarterback list? Has he moved up? Is he still in the same place? If, if you had an all-time QB list, where is yeah. Mahomes on that list? Yeah, Jay. Um, on my all-time list, I, I, I'm I, going to put him in the top 10. I don't know who I'm going to replace just okay. yet. Okay. Um, But I do have him up there, Jay, because if he can lead this team to the Super Bowl, over the teams that we've seen them, and and we know that the AFC was stacked. You know, we, yes. we we a lot of people penciled the Buffalo Bills in there. A lot of people wanted to pencil the, the Dolphins in. Um, obviously, a lot of people wanted to pencil the Ravens. A lot of people had the Ravens winning it all. 
with Lamar Jackson in an MVP, uh, you know, MVP uh, uh, season, uh, caliber season, and then Mahomes, and you, you count him out, and he goes on the road, and you know, for the first time in his career in the playoffs, he goes on the road and beats Buffalo, then goes on the road and beat number one seed Buffalo. I mean, Baltimore. So he's creeping up on my list. Jay. I don't know where to replace him at. I mean, who to replace him with right now? But he's up there. He's slowly yeah. but surely. He's in my top ten right now. Um, I don't have my list, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know how I lost my list, but I'll go back and recreate that because I do have it in my head, but I don't have it in an exact order. I don't have him in my top five by any stretch, okay. but I do have him in okay. my top 10. I will put him in there, man, because okay. what he's done this year and hopefully it, it ends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the third, but only on the 11th, excuse me, on the 11th. But, um, yeah, just phenomenal, man. Yeah. You, you can't. For what he has and all the drops that we talked about, and we wanted to just condemn this guy and say, oh, Patrick Mahomes don't have any receivers. You know, he's not going to get it done. Yeah. Not the Chiefs. But look where we're at. We're still yeah. talking about Chiefs and, and whomever and if we're coming out of the NFC. Just yeah. happens to be about 49ers. So, yeah, I, I have him in my top 10 right now. Jay, for sure. Yeah, man. A, a lot of people have him firmly planted at number two. I'm not willing to go uh, that no, high not, yet. No, I'm not no. willing to go that high yet, but nah. – for me, he he is creeping up there. He, yeah. He's creeping up there for sure. I, I want to make sure I give some credit to that KC defense as well. Okay, well Absolutely, man. Because like you mentioned, man, that secondary is very good. Um, very they, good. The, the word they kept using in the broadcast was sticky. Like yeah. they, they, they cover guys very well. And I think that's something we haven't seen out of KC in, in this run. You know, it's been really heavy on the offensive side coming in knowing that they were going to have to outscore people. Yeah. This year it feels a little bit different. That defense can get some stops yeah. when they need to. How impressed were you with that KC defense on Sunday? Yeah, very impressed, Jay, because like, like we mentioned, we 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 thought Lamar and and was and and Todd Munkin was going to be have a balanced attack and um and 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 for Todd Munkin to go into I maybe he didn't respect them you know, as far as that secondary, but the secondary has been surprisingly good, especially at the latter part of the, uh, of the season, a stretch run, uh, if you will, they became really good when you need them to be, they got hot. As we always say, they got hot at the right time, meaning that secondary. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised, uh, uh, Jay, that they played as well as they, that they played because I've watched them, you know, um, again, doing the playoff run and, and even against the, the bills and, and even against the um, that Ravens team, you when you look uh, when you would look what that Josh Josh Allen had to do to keep him in that in that particular game, he had to use his legs for the most part of the game because he couldn't get any receivers open. Yeah, um, and they I, and I think he has one of the best receiving core. Meaning Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is questionable, you know, but you still have Davis and Kid Cade and and yep. Cook coming out of the backfield as well. So um, yeah, they 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 was hands-on with them they was they was running side by side and then they said listen if they go to the bathroom you go with them and that's exactly what they yep. did man yep. that's exactly what they did so I, I don't say i was surprised i think i was more surprised again going back to what i said earlier just the game plan from baltimore man i just that was that was more surprising to me than how the secondary of the uh the chiefs played yeah, yeah. And I, I the one thing I do like about that defense too is they get after you. Like yeah. they, they are not afraid to bring pressure. Yeah. They will blitz and blitz and blitz some more. Yeah. Bags, so bags, that that's yeah. gonna be as, as we kind of look forward, that's gonna be a very interesting matchup in a couple of weeks yeah. against that, that 49ers offense. All right, K Walk. The question has to be asked. I'm gonna try to ask you to like get your crystal ball here a little bit, but 
you know, with Lamar, people are talking about it, man. They're like, this this guy can't win the big one. Do you do you think if, if we can look into the future, will Lamar ever be holding that Super Bowl trophy? Will he ever be the last guy standing? Can Lamar Jackson or will I won't say can because we know he can. Yeah, 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 can. Yeah. Will will Lamar Jackson ever win a Super Bowl? Taking my 49ers out of the equation, Jay, maybe they don't make it to the Super yeah. Bowl. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I get you. I get what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he will. I mean, uh, wow, Jay, I, I don't know because that guy we've been talking about for the last, yeah. you know, last few minutes, last 17 minutes, dang near, um, Mahomes. And, and I, I think we're going to see Mahomes get better because I think they're going to start bringing some receivers in, uh, and there's some quality receivers and quality guys. Um, will he, Jay? Wow, man. It's a tough question. It is a tough question because the AFC is already tough. We know yeah. that you know the Cincinnati Bengals lost Burrow, Harbaugh's and 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 LA now yep. with the Chargers. And quarterback play is getting better yes, and better and every better year. and better, man. Um that's tough, Jay. I'm I'm gonna say, oh wow, will he win it? I'm gonna say I you know what? I I'm a Lamar Demetrius Jackson fan. All right, so um I'm going to say yes, Jay. He gets it okay. done. He gets it done at some point um, because of the fact of the matter is I just think he's good enough to get it done. He did everything he possibly could in that game on uh, Sunday. I mean, he throwing passes to himself. I know that was inadvertent, <laughs> but nonetheless. <laughs> only you know, a play he could make. Yeah, the only you play know. he can make. Exactly. <laughs> yep. The only play he can make. So, yeah, I, I say he will, Jay. I say he will. Okay. I think that defense will get better and better. I think John Harbaugh will, will will get guys around him that he can actually count on and and, and put Lamar Jackson in the uh, in a better position. And I think Todd. More and more, I think about it. Todd Munkin will learn from this mistake. We're all products of our experience, so yeah. I think Todd Todd Munkin will learn from this and, and ultimately get it done. Yeah, I, and and it's not a bad take, K Walk. Yeah. The the only my only concern <laughs> with that. Is yeah. I feel like I don't know if he's ever going to have a better chance than he had right now, like wow. an outstanding okay. defense and right. home field advantage. You know what I mean? Like if, if I don't like if I don't know if he, if it's, there's ever going to be a better setup than there is now, like with Casey's offense not as good as it's been in the yeah. past. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, if he was going to win it, this was a great year to go ahead and try to get that done. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, that defense will be really good again next year. They should be really good again next year. So he's going to definitely have his chances. Um, my concern though, is like, he better get it done in the next three years, because I, I just think the older he gets, the less the, the, the ability to make the dynamic plays with his legs yeah. are going to come into play. And now you're relying on him solely as a guy who's got to stand back there and throw it around. And I don't think that's his, his number one thing that you would want Lamar Jackson to be doing. So if he's going to get it done, I think he better get it done sooner rather than later. I'm yeah. going to say no, not because okay. I don't think he's good enough, but because I just think, the, the the road to getting there is so difficult, it you really know, especially is. with that other guy that you're going to have yeah. to get through yeah. just to get to the Super Bowl, let alone yeah. win one. So, and it's Jay, be interesting, not, man. 
Yeah, and I and I think he put a lot of pressure on himself. I remember earlier yeah. in the season he was saying it's Super Bowl or bust, pretty much. I'm you know I you know I'm paraphrasing as far as what he you know he was talking about or what he said I should say, and he he just put too much pressure on. Instead of him looking at the game in front of him, he was looking at the ultimate game, which is fine. You can do that, but right. In order to do that, you have to, you know, focus on the game in, in front of you, and I and I think that's he, he what he did. He, and he had, he's at home, like you mentioned, um, at home with all that pressure. Everyone's saying he's the MVP. Um, you know what he did against the 49ers and how they made them look in that in that, in that uh, regular season game. So um, yeah, I think he put too much pressure on himself, and it, it ultimately got to him, in my opinion. Personally. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, I I agree <laughs> with you, K. Walk. You got to win the one that's in front of you. Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you his last question because I definitely want to get on to the Niners and the Lions because we're going to have to spend some time on that one as well. (laughs) But do you think think any of the media talk got to him, K-Walk? You know, you know that the stuff yeah. he he can't um, yeah. he can't throw from the pocket. He runs too much. A running court. Do you think there was any part of Lamar that said, well, "I'm going to prove you guys wrong. Watch what I can do," and maybe that's why he didn't maybe take off and run a little bit mm-hmm. more this weekend? Do you think any of that got to him, or do you think it was just more the game plan? Yeah, I, I I really think it was the game plan, Jay. And then I really, I know I'm going to put it on com- a combination of Todd Monk and, and John Harbaugh as well, because I know John Harbaugh gives, you know, gives it gives the freedom to the offensive coordinators, which I think all, all head coaches should do. But yeah, I, I just think that the game plan was just all wrong. And I think he was, he's so humble, man. He's such a team player that he stuck with the game plan. And, and, you know, when you saw some of those throws that he made, you see him slamming his helmet down, not in frustration at, you know, Todd Monken or Jim or John Harbaugh, excuse me, but at himself, because he knows he, he know he can, he knows that he can make those throws. So, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if he listened to that, Jay, because I think we heard about that so long, so, so many times, you know, before Todd Monken got here that he couldn't throw. When yeah. Todd Monken got here, we saw that he had the ability to yeah. throw the ball and spread it around. You know, you give a, give him an offensive coordinator who allow him to, to be free and give and, and allowed him to throw the ball all around the field. So, no, I, I don't think that – I don't think he that played a part in, in into the game, uh, the AFC Championship game, Jay. But I just think I'm still going to stay with – I think it was the game plan that ultimately, um, you know, was their demise in this game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Well, let, let's jump to the other game. One of the best games I've watched in a long time, the 49ers and the lions, man, at, at the end of the first half, it looked like the Niners were dead in the water. Um, and then I don't know what happened at halftime. <laughs> I don't know what kind of speech was said or, or if, if whatever clicked clicked, but they looked like a completely different football team in the second half. What was your assessment of a football game? K walk. What, what happened in the first half? How did things change in the second half? Nobody's more locked in than you on these Niners. So just kind of break it down for everybody. Yeah, I think it goes back to the game plan, Jay. And I think Steve Wilkes had a horrible game plan on the defensive end, <laughs> yeah. uh, defensive side of the ball. I, I he agree. would not, he would not come out of that 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 offense, man. That base offense, he was in uh, that base defense. Excuse me, not offense, ladies and gentlemen. That bit, that defense, man. And they would just they they saw the film, they watched the film from the previous week when um. Green Bay and Aaron Jones, you know, was running the ball that, you know, down their throats for the most part. And for whatever reason, Steve Wilkes would not come out of that, that, yep. that, that defense, man. And they just kept taking advantage of it, taking advantage of it. And then the, uh, from, from the offensive side, the uh, offensive side of the ball, it was just like, they didn't have, there was a very, um, 
small it was a small room for error there are a margin for error because they were the defense was such on the field for such a long time that if the 49ers you know went three and out or didn't sustain that particular drive it was going to wear that defense down man so it was a combination uh, of those things man but second half um, if you looked at, ladies and gentlemen, if you looked at the first half and you looked at when they focused on Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan had that look like, all right, this is not going to happen in the second half. I'm going to take over, meaning that I'm going to get into to Steve Wilkes and I'm like, you know, you this is what you have to do. Because he kept looking up at that the replays, yep. man. I kept watching yep. it. He kept looking up at the replays like, what are we doing wrong? Why do they keep getting these big plays gashing us here and gashing us there? I think that Kyle took over, man. I think he took over, not calling the defense, but just just consulting with like a Fred Warner or like a Dre Greenlaw and those guys. They're like, what, what, what are you seeing? What are we doing here? All right, this is what we do, and this is what we need to do in the second half. Steve Wilkes, apply more pressure. Let's put yeah. more pressure on these guys. Get these safeties up here, man. So um, I think that was a game of adjustment there. I think it was more so by Kyle Shanahan than it was Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Steve Wilkes, for whatever reasons, did not want to cut, did not want to change his his philosophy there, man. And it was just terrible. So um, yeah, that's ultimately what I what I saw, Jay. And I and I think that it's a combination of both here, Jay. That you know the uh, I don't want to say that the Lions let up off the gas. I just think that the Lions gave the 49ers too many opportunities just like the way 49ers get the lines uh you know a lot of opportunities and that was uh that first half and they took advantage of it mean the lions then the 49ers uh then the lions provided the 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 49ers with opportunities and the line the 49ers took advantage of those yeah. opportunities a lot of people saying dan dan campbell was you know campbell rhymes with gamble and you know and and, and that's where it, that's where it goes yeah he made a lot of gambles he come out and he's come out and said it like listen i gambled and i lost and Jay, listen, and my wife can attest, Heather can, can attest to this, man. I'm sitting here watching this guy coach, meaning Dan Campbell. And you would think I was a you would think I was a Lions fan at one point because I was like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? I'm yelling at this guy yeah, to kick the yeah. goal, you know, just yeah. put up points against my team. Yeah. Because I because I was more I was more disgusted with the fact that he was disrespecting the game, in my opinion. Like yes. you gotta go for it here. Yes, you gotta kick the field goal here. You don't go for it on fourth down here. I know you're a gambler, but yeah, you gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and yep. know when to walk away, you know, that type deal. Yep. So and he, he just wouldn't do it, man. And, and I was so mad. I was like, you know know what you're going to lose this game because of the fact of the matter is you're disrespecting the game you're not supposed to do this i know it's got it got it, it got you here got you to this point but at sometimes you got to understand the situation that you're in and what type of game you're in and, and what's at ultimately at stake take as many points as you possibly can especially you know being that they had them in the situation they have in the first half. Yeah, man, I agree with that a thousand percent. Like, I understand, like, if you want to get up there after the game and say, look, this is who we've been all year, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But now you're in the NFC Championship. You can feel the momentum shifting. Yeah. I don't understand why these coaches don't value three points anymore. Like, you don't know what's going to happen Take the three points. Like to me, it seemed like a no brainer. And I would have took three both times. Like a lot of people yes. said, oh, the first one I understand, whatever. No, I'm taking the points because you just don't know what's going to happen. And even if you get the first down, there's no guarantee that you're going to continue that drive and score. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so I don't, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I guess it's just the way that some of these coaches think. Now, I thought it was an absolute mistake not to take the three points. And uh, I think you have an opportunity late in that game to win it yeah. if you do take the three points. So yeah. I, I really thought that he made some really bonehead decisions. And it doesn't mean that he's not a good coach. Obviously, he is. He's turned that franchise around. But For like sure. you said, you have to understand the moment that you're yeah. in. And in that moment, I thought taking the points was a better decision than risking it, gambling, and, and, and trying to go for it. And then you come up short, and now all the air is out of the balloon. Yeah. So I, I absolutely thought that was a huge mistake, K-Walk. Okay. Um, you talked about uh, Steve Wilkes. I, I want to circle back around to that just for a second, K-Walk, because I think it's hard to sit and play zone all the time in the NFL, especially when you got a competent QB on the other side that can pick you apart. And if the 49ers pass rush isn't getting there. Now we did yeah. see Bosa get there a couple of times, oh, but God. overall, like the pressure overall, it just wasn't getting there consistently. Yeah. Is Wilkes going to be willing to change in a couple of weeks, K Wall, because I don't think you want to sit there and let Mahomes pick you apart while you're playing a zone. Yeah, well, he's I don't know if he's willing, Jay, <clears throat> but he's gonna have to because <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's not gonna have that again. Yeah. He's not gonna put because being behind 17 points at halftime to Jared Goff is a lot different than being behind 17 points against Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you yes. that much. And yes. Andy Reid, and that's the way Andy Reid in that in that mix as well. So yeah, I, I think what they're ultimately going to do, and 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 then good thing they have two weeks to to, to prepare for, uh, you know, for this team, and I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be in that defensive uh, that defensive meeting room, you know, every single day to make sure that they're on the same page when that when those coaches when those players leave that uh, that leave that facility, and it's just the coaches. Kyle Shanahan's going to let them know this is what we're doing. This yeah. is what we're going to do. He's going to bring in other guys. He's going to bring in, um, I forget the linebackers coach's name, who's probably, you know, probably in line to be the next defense coordinator for the 49ers, yeah. in yeah. my personal opinion. That's another topic for another day. But yeah, and then you got Fred Warner, and then you got those captains, and then Dre Greenlaw those captains, their voice is going to be heard, you know, throughout, you know, throughout these next two weeks uh, for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, willing Jay, he, he has no choice, man. He has, he has no, no choice, choice to, be, to, to but to do it, man. So whether you're willing or not, it's going to happen. Jay. Yeah. You know, you're, you're at that, that change. Those adjustments are going to be made um, if, if need be throughout the, um, you know, throughout that game. If it's, if it comes down to it, because we all know how Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, yep. you know, can adjust just as well as any other defense and any other coach uh, can do so. But yeah, definitely. Again, I don't know if the willing is part of it is going to be there, but he's definitely going to, to to do whatever needs to be done. He's going to listen to all all were I mean all voices, uh, you know, from you know Kyle Shanahan on down for sure. Yeah, it, it's going to be a great chess match, man, between those those two coaching yeah. staff. It, it's going to be a great chess match. We got to talk about Brock Purdy, K Walk, because yeah. all throughout the year, I mean, you've been hearing it. He's not good enough. He's a product of the system. Um, it's the talent around him. I mean, yeah. a little bit of everything on Brock Purdy. Did he shut everybody up on Sunday? Did he silence the critics? Because look, man, in the second half, this dude was outstanding. I mean, he was yeah. he was outstanding <laughs> yeah. in the second half. Do you yeah. think he silenced the critics? 
I don't think he silenced the critics, Jay. I I think he might have just kept them from talking a lot long, a lot more okay. because of the fact of the matter is I think that they're waiting to see what he can do against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and, and, and this Chiefs team. But I, I think what you, you you take from you mentioned how great he was in, in, in the second half. I don't want to say great, but you know, the adjustments that he made to use his legs, man. And that yeah. was the most important thing, man. He he knew that man. I don't know if that was part of the game plan. I don't know if that was Kyle telling him to do it more or it's just him seeing an opportunity and just taking advantage. I mean, just taking advantage of that opportunity. And you can see this kid growing and this young guy growing and maturing each and every snap, man. We saw last week, that uh, you know, against the Packers and, and the elements got to him early, but he made the adjustments there. Um, he ran a couple of times in, in that game as well. And I think he's starting to see how valuable he is, you know, using yep. his legs couple times I wanted him to get down, but I, I got it. I understood. <laughs> a couple times I wanted him to slide, but I, yeah. I, I get it, man. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't think he silenced everyone, Jay. There's still some guys that want to see him, you know, win the ultimate, uh, you know, win that ultimate trophy. If he is able to do it um, next Sunday, then I, I think he will. There's still, you know, we'll see how the game plays out because you know how many the naysayers, they like the Nick pick. Well, yeah. he messed up here or he had a guy here yeah. and you know, that, you know, that's how, you know, how, how it always goes. But, yeah. um, all of the naysayers know, Jay, I just think he, I think he kind of just had them sit back and wait to see what he'll do in, in, in the Super Bowl before they, cause they, they, they're dying to, to, to tear this guy down, man. They, they're, yeah. dying, they're dying to man. Yeah, I, I agree with you, K-Walk. You're right. I, I think it it made everybody just kind of hold whatever they wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, they yeah. can't say it this can't say it. No, they can't no, say it can't. this Nope. Because uh, nope. he, he was great, man. I mean, he's yeah. just got he's got a little moxie about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, yeah. he makes plays. He can, like you said, he, he can do it with his legs. He made some big throws when he had yeah. to, man. I mean, he, he took some risks too. So some of the across your body back over the middle which i don't love yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it worked out um yeah. but yeah man he's he's just got a little bit of that it factor so yeah. I, I can't wait to see what he looks like on the biggest stage you know what i mean yeah uh, so that sure. that's going to be a lot of fun and okay, walk well, obviously we're not going to predict the game not. today we got next right. week we, we got plenty of time for that but is there anything as you as a 49ers fan? Is there anything when you see this matchup against the Chiefs where you can say, you know what? I like this about this matchup, just as a fan of the 49ers. Yeah, I, I like the fact that the 49ers are able to, they're a running team first. You know, they open up everything with the running with the running game. And, and I think that's where the Chiefs are susceptible on, on defense because we talked about you know the secondary and how and how great they are or how great they've been playing i should say i don't know if you can call them uh, a great defense or they're yeah. just playing great defense i don't know yeah. you know it's a difference there ladies and gentlemen but i just think if they stick to who they are they continue to be who they are i i i like that matchup uh we saw you know in in the game against the lions even though they were down 17 points in the second half kyle shanahan and i said it too i said please i don't care what happens here just be who we are. Run the ball. And that's mm -hmm. what Kyle did. Ran the ball. So I think that running the ball, I like that matchup. I like the offensive matchup, uh, offensive line matchup. Uh, both interior lines. J J yeah. I think the 49ers can control both uh, offensive line mm -hmm. and the defensive line because that's one of the weaknesses there for, for the Chiefs. 
their defensive line and their offensive line, and they don't have their one their their big pass yeah. rushers uh, as well. ACL tear, right? Yeah, yep. ACL tear. So it's going to put a lot of pressure on Chris Jones and whoever fills in. You know, uh, for uh, I forget his name, Ramirez. Uh, oh, uh, I forget his name, but he was a former forty nine. He was a forty nine last year, but. Um, yeah, I, I like the, the interior alignment uh, matchup, Jay. I think if we could control that, um, which I think that we're favored to do that, obviously that's going to where you know, you know, the games yeah. are won and lost in yeah. the trenches. And, and I think that the 49ers can do that. Now, I, I want to see more because I don't know what's happened to this 49ers pass rush and um, they have the ability to to get to the passer, get to the, uh, you know, get to the, uh, the passer. I don't know what's happening. Other than Bosa last week, we haven't seen these guys. We got Hargrave there who picked up in, in free agency. Obviously, we traded for Chase Young. Yeah. Even though even though Chase Young didn't have a uh, a, a, uh, he, a sack or anything, he actually played pretty good yeah. against the run and things. I don't know if you, yeah. see, if you guys watched that, but check out Chase Young in that game. He, he actually played pretty decent. And then, of course, Armstead has got to come up and and in there and they, and they're very deep there, Jay. So I think we could. I think the 49ers can wear them down. Will they? That's a different story, but I think they can. So I, I like the matchup in in the trenches. Uh, is what I'm confident of. Yeah, man. If the 49ers can control the offensive and defensive yeah. line, then you got to feel pretty good about that because yeah. we know, man. Like no matter how much football evolves and how much people want to throw it all around. I still believe that the game is won on the offensive yeah. and defensive line. Like if you yeah. can control that, you got a really good chance to win the football game. For yeah. me, just as not a fan of either team, just looking at it, I think the 49ers have a better football team. Like if I'm just kind of yeah. going down the roster, I think the 49ers have a better team. But well, the, the exactly. butt is always going to be that yeah. other guy that over guy. there playing quarterback for KC. He's kind of an X factor. So always. it's just going to be really interesting to see how that whole thing plays out. And we got two weeks to pick it apart, to look at it, to yeah. figure it out before we have to make any predictions. But, man, I I'm looking forward to it. it it's going to sure, be He's not just an X factor. He's an A to Z factor. Man. He really <laughs> is. I mean, that just guy is something different, man. Yeah, he man. Really you, you're 100% right. 100% <laughs> right. All right. Good stuff, K-Walt. Let's do this, man. Let's grab a break. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the head coaching <laughs> hires, some of the head coaches not hired. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some coordinators have been brought on to some teams as well. So want to get into a little bit of that when we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Sideline Speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. We'll be back in a minute. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Kevin Walker and Jason Collins. No Brittany Jones tonight. 
Britt has some work stuff that she had to take care of. She'll be back with us next week. It's a great time to tell you guys, do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that share button, subscribe to the channel. It's a slow burn, but we're burning. We're trying to get this thing to grow. Also, guys, check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can find us there as well. Um, all right, K Walk. The Falcons hired Raheem Morris as as yeah. their head coach. What did you think of the hire? I'm kind of surprised, Jay. And nothing to take away from Raheem Morris. I just thought that they would go with, with more of a offensive coach, um, in my opinion. And and we've seen Raheem Morris and what he's done. You know, he was with uh, uh, the Rams and what yeah. he did with the uh, the Buccaneers as well. So obviously he's there for a reason. So just a great pickup. I just thought that they would go. Uh, um, I think they would go with an offensive guy, minded guy, because I think they're their one quarterback away from making some noise in the NFC South. Yep. And I, I think you got to get a guy in there who's who offense again. I, I said it again, it sounded redundant, but uh, <clears throat> an offensive minded guy who could be somewhat of a quarterback whisperer as well. Uh, as well, because I do think that they will find a quarterback that fits that system. Um, I, did they did they fire uh, did they find an offensive coordinator yet? I that's what I was going to say. I don't know if they mm-hmm. hired an OC yet, but obviously yeah. that's going to be a huge hire whenever whenever they do that. Yeah, I saw a lot of names coming up up the board in different teams. I don't know if they they hired a. I know Arthur Smith was hired by the. Uh, mm-hmm. I think by the. Uh, I forget who the, he was hired Saints, by. But right, the Saints. Saints. Yeah, but the Saints. Yeah, Arthur yeah. Smith. Okay, I think so. so. I thought he was hired by someone else. It could have uh, been. It may have been someone else. I'm not but, sure. But but. Yeah, but anyway, go as far as staying with the Falcons. Yeah, if they oh, can get the it, Steel, it, the Steelers. Steelers, okay, the Steelers, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they can get a guy in there who's very offensive minded, maybe has some, you know, head coaching experience. I don't know who's out there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just throwing out a guy that I think that they need there, um, and bring a quarterback in there that's going to fit exactly who's out there, who's available that they can get in there and you know not immediately, but they have a good chance of bringing in there maybe be a trade. Uh, I don't know if there's any free agents just sitting out there. Maybe they can get a a young guy. I don't know if they go the young route, man. I, I think you have to go out there and get a trade for a backup out there that's someone you know that that can be serviceable, and then maybe draft a, a, a young quarterback and develop him. But I definitely think they need an offensive coordinator who's somewhat of a quarter whisper, uh, quarterback whisperer for sure. Yeah, man. Raheem Morris, a, a ton of respect around the yeah. league. Coaches respect the heck out of this guy. I think he's a a really good football coach, but I think you're right, man. I I was surprised they didn't go offense as well. I'm glad they hired Morris because I I do think he deserves another opportunity. That first head coaching gig he got, he was so young. I just don't know if he was ready for it. Obviously now a lot more experience under his belt, but if they haven't hired an OC yet, obviously K walk that, that is going to be a huge hire. You got to get the right guy running that offense. And obviously, you got to have a quarterback, or it's it's not even really going to matter yeah. who's who's calling the plays exactly. if you don't have Facts. a quarterback. So Facts. they got a couple big decisions to make, but overall, I feel pretty good about Morris getting hired. Uh, Belichick not hired K Walk. Um, you know his name was in the mix for several of mm. these openings, and 
you know, as other guys keep getting hired, I don't know. I mean, are is there any other openings still yeah, out there? Seattle, 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 and and and, uh, and Washington. And so Washington. Seattle and Washington are still available. So that mm-hmm. window is, is slowly closing day by day. Um, your thoughts on Belichick not being hired, K Walk? What is it? Six time Super Bowl winner. This yeah. guy has obviously had a ton of success around the league. Why do you think teams are looking past Belichick right now? Yeah, I I think maybe a lot. Maybe I don't know what it could fall into where how we feel about it, which is we <laughs> thought it was more Brady than it was Belichick. You know, maybe that um, we saw what he you know what he did and or what he didn't do, and 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 New England, and then we see that you know the guy that they brought in there, Mac Jones, to replace Tom Brady, and he didn't pan out, and now they're not even picking up his option there, his fifth year option there. So that's just tells us that, you know, they weren't uh, a big fan of Mac Jones at the time that Belichick, you know, made that pick. I think his age plays a lot of uh, a big part in it, Jay. Yeah. I think he's past his prime. And I, and I think that I don't think there's a team out there that he can turn around immediately right now that's, that's left because I, I think the window – and my window is probably maybe smaller or maybe bigger than some other, you know, window that other people have. But three years, I would say that he has left on his coaching career, in my opinion, maybe four. I, I don't see a team that he could turn around right now. That's, a, you know, that's left. Like I mentioned, maybe Seattle's probably the better, you know, the, right. uh, the fit. But I think that Dan Quinn is probably the favorite to get that, uh, to get that to get that job and then commanders i don't think he has you know i don't think his blood pressure is going to be <laughs> that particular situation so yeah Jay, i mean I, I think he's done with coaching to be honest with you man do I, you? I do i don't i don't see him getting another opportunity man i just don't see, like i said i don't think those two those two remaining uh openings fit him because again i think dan quinn will ultimately get that position and the commanders i don't think there's enough time for or left in his career and i and i could be wrong i've been wrong before and i'm pretty sure i'll be wrong again but i just don't think that's a good fit there and then you have uh you have eric being enemy there uh as well so i i don't know how much that would mesh i don't know maybe yeah look into that a little bit more yeah but yeah i I don't yeah i I don't i just think that a lot of people are seeing his age jay and and just him not being able to turn around and he's not able to probably relate to these younger guys and i think we we, when you look at these guys are getting hired it's more of the younger coordinators and guys like that because they can relate to today's players more than a belichick can at this point yeah, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago how we we were noticing the trend yeah. of younger head coaches, younger coordinators. Like the league is definitely getting younger whereas before it used to be kind of like an older coaches yeah. league, especially yeah. head coaches. Yeah. Uh, but now I we're seeing the trend that teams are wanting to go younger and I think a lot of that has to do with the success that a lot of these younger coaches are having Absolutely. as well. K walk. Um, I don't know, man, there's something about Belichick that just, he just kind of feels like a dinosaur. To me. Yeah. That, I didn't want to use that word. Kind of, <laughs> kind of stuck in his ways. He doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. want to evolve. He, you know, he's notorious for the way he runs his organization. Like there's really no fun allowed to be mm-hmm. had, you know, yeah. guys are miserable playing yeah. for him. So I just, and, and then, then at the age of 71, like, do you really want to bring this guy in knowing that in two or three years, you're going to have to go through the whole process again exactly. anyway. Um, exactly. And then you mentioned the whole Tom Brady thing. I, I screenshotted something the other day, K-Walk. 
Belichick is 84 and 104 without Tom Brady. That's a 44% win percentage. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the guy's got six yeah. Super Bowls, but I mean, man, the proof Brady's is got seven. On that Brady's one. Got seven. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> I, I I mean, if I was running a team, I would not hire him. I wouldn't. And that's not to say that I don't think he's a good coach. Obviously, his success, his championships, all that, he's got the yeah. resume. But at, at this stage in his career and with some of the other options that are out there, I can totally understand yeah. why teams are, are looking past Bill Belichick. Um, Brits Eagles <laughs> hired Kellen Moore as the OC. What were your thoughts yeah. on that one, k yeah, you know, I, I thought it was a good one. My 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 son Jordan, he, uh, he texted me. He was like, "Hey, Dad, hey, well, Pop, he calls me Pop. Hey, Pop, what do you think about Kellen Moore? You know, with, with the Eagles, is that a good hire?" I said, "You know, I, I think it's a good hire. I mean, he puts up points. You know where you know where he goes, and it, when he was with Dallas and Dak, yeah, you know, they put up points. When he was with uh, when he was with the Chargers and and, and Justin Herbert, they put up um." They, they, they put up points. Now, you know, he could put up points. His offense could put up points. Now, can Jalen Hurts, you know, th- you know, to, you know, throw the rock, you know, like, like those guys do. Those guys are known for passing. Yeah. Not saying that Jalen Hurts isn't, but Jalen Hurts is more of a dual, you know, running quarterback. I mean, a dual quarterback. So, uh, I t- you know, I said, yeah, I, you know, I, I think this is a good fit for him. I think he can adjust because Dak's pretty much of a mobile quarterback uh, as well. So I, I like to pick up there, um, and they brought in who I forget who the defensive coordinator. I think they brought in another de- uh, defensive coordinator. Was it? Yeah, they there? hired somebody as a D. Well, I, I don't remember really. who it was, but they definitely made a yeah. DC hire. Yeah, but they, they they brought in guys that with experience, you know, because you know last year they brought in two young guys that, are, that they promoted. But yeah, I I, I like Kellen Moore. Um, I, I think it's it, it's a good uh, it's a good look for them. Vic it's Fangio. Vic Fangio. The, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yes, yeah. yes. Because I thought he was going to go with the uh, the Chargers. I thought he was going to reunite with uh, Harbaugh when he was with San Francisco. When they were at San Francisco together. But yeah. Um. So yeah, he's they they hired guys with experience. So yeah, I like it. It's it's a, it's an offense that you know that will open up and it will spread it out and it will allow uh it will allow uh. Jalen Hurts to throw the ball and kind of like a Todd Munkin. I don't want to put him in the same category, but kind of like a Todd Munkin and and uh, and and uh, Lamar Jackson type of relationship. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be as successful, but I think it's more open to what Jalen Hurts is uh, is capable of doing and what he likes to do. Yeah, so like- <clears throat> yeah. And look, man, with the weapons that the Eagles have on the offensive side of the football, yeah. he should be able to put up points. Yeah. You know, so I I, I yeah. don't think it's I don't think it's a bad hire at all. Um, so it'll be interesting because I mean, look, you keep changing coordinators. That's two years yeah. in a row, Philly swapping yeah. out coordinators. Yeah. So they hopefully yeah. they got it right this time. Uh mm-hmm. if if you're an Eagles fan. All right, good stuff. Okay. Well, total, totally shifting gears here before we go to our next break. I, I gotta ask you about this, man. What what in the world is wrong with your Miami Heat, K-Walk? I was watching them last mm-hmm. night, man, against the Suns. I was thinking, man, did I give up too <laughs> early on these Phoenix Suns? But then I heard the announcers saying, like, the Heat been on a losing streak. I know they yeah. picked up Rogier, but what what the heck is going on, K. Well, this isn't that that Heat culture that we're used to. Nah, Jay, I, I'm still trying to figure it out myself, man. And I'm watching these games night in and night out, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm watching as I mean, you know, you pick up Terry Rozier, 
at the time you pick it up you pick him up and, and and that's a piece that i thought that was key you know you got a point guard who can score and I, that's when i said you know when you got kyle lowry you get younger at that position and obviously they can score more and i and i said to myself this is a team that uh, needs another score and he's able to put up 23 points a night you know meaning uh terry rosier but Jay, they they they've lost what seven, I think seven or eight in a row. Yeah. And Jay, it's not a seven, eight in a row type lose. Well, okay, dang. If they would have made this play, you know, if that play would have went, you know, this way, this way, they getting blown the heck out of the gym, Jay. Yeah. On the road and at home, and it's and I'm looking at this team and it's like there's no fight there, and I'm like I'm wondering what's going on inside of that locker room. Yeah. And what kills me is, is as well is they just extended um you know extended uh spolster and i think they made him one of the highest paid if not the highest paid coach in the yep. league and yep. gave them that extension and now they it's like when kyle lowry leaves the building everyone else is like <laughs> you know like 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 they lost their puppy or something they lost their dog and i'm like the dog ran away it's like there's no there's no camaraderie there jay there's yeah. no chemistry it's just like Everyone's out there playing YMCA type ball or, or Wood Park or Memorial yep. Park or yep. Ball in the E, if you yep. will, <laughs> yep. type ball. You know, everybody just, you know, just playing individual type ball. But um, yeah, I, I can't put my finger on it, Jay. It's just they're not, they're not right right now. None of those guys have bought into what um what uh Pat Riley and, and Eric Spolster has uh um, you know, it's trying to sell right now, especially after that trade for for Rozier. Maybe it's just something that they had to come together player zoning meeting uh i don't know go out to dinner together whatever the case may be jay but it's just it's just re- it's really bad it's not bad it's really bad right now yeah so i don't yeah. i don't know to answer the question i don't I, I can't put my finger on it yeah and i haven't watched a bunch of them but i was just shocked last night when i was watching uh yeah. the, this the, the competitive nature just did not seem like it was there man so yeah. We'll see if they can get it turned around, man. That the East yeah. has obviously got a, a bunch of good teams, so we'll, yeah. we'll see if they can get that thing turned around. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to grab another quick break. When we come back, K Walk's going to do his segment um, in or out of bounds. Then we're going to wrap this thing up with a, a, a rant and who's balling. So you guys are listening to the sideline speaks, and we'll be back in a minute. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, camplyman.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and myself, Kevin Walker. As you can see, it's just Jason and myself tonight. Uh, Brittany Jones is handling some uh, some work business, so she, she should be back uh, next week uh, when, uh, for Radio Row, if you will. It's time for you know, the Super Bowl. We'll give our adults and predictions uh, next week for that. But I um, just wanted to um, get into my uh, inbounds and out-of-bounds uh, segment here. Um, and Jay, we, you know, we, we, we talked about, you know, a little bit of basketball here and I got to talk about Joel Allen Bede, man. You know, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people have been, you know, you know, what's going on, especially myself and Britt, if you watch him probably are, or if you watch the replay, 
you know, Joel Embiid to me has been ducking, uh, been ducking uh, <laughs> the Joker, if you will, especially on the road. He played against them in in, in the uh, at home in Philly. Um, you know, he got he got he got the job done. Whatever he's look look at the numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Just look at the resume. I'm not making this up. He ducked him last year. He ducked him the year before or the season before. But uh, with all that being said, Jay. Joel Embiid has to play 65 games uh, this season in order to be eligible for the MVP uh, uh, trophy or award, I should say. Um, he's, I think he's, he could only miss six more games. Yeah, six more. He's question, yeah, he's questionable for tonight's game. We'll make him five more games. So if he doesn't play. So with that being said, it, Jay, inbounds are out of bounds. Joel Embiid will miss being eligible for the MVP award. I think, I think it's in bounds, K Walk. I really do because if you could think about it, I mean, he's only got a six game buffer right now, which, yeah. and if he doesn't play tonight, then he, then it's down to five. And I, and I think what Embiid is saying is that he's never really been healthy for the playoffs. So he may rest a little bit here or there to try to keep himself healthy for the playoff run. I think I don't I don't think he's going to be eligible, K Walk. I think he's going to miss more than six games going forward. So I definitely think it's inbounds. And I definitely think he's ducking the Joker in yeah. Denver as well. I think he's only played in Denver once since like 2019 or 2020, something crazy like that. Like it can't all be coincidence. No, he's ducking that no. man. On the Come road. on, man. He's I don't know if it's the altitude. I don't know what it is, but he does not want to play in Denver, period. Yeah, and I don't care what anybody says. He always <laughs> plays the game before yep. and never plays the next game. Or, you know, he yep. always does that. So I don't want to hear Philly fans talking about he's not ducking him. He's not ducking him. It ain't that many Brittany coincidences. Jones. It ain't that world, many coincidences, man. Jay. Well, you know, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. <laughs> All right, good stuff. All right, Jay, the Senior Bowl is amongst us right now, and it's going to be played very soon. And we see some uh, some notable names out there at the quarterback position. Michael Penix Jr., the runner-up to the national championship. Uh, and then we got Bo Nix, uh, yeah. the runner-up to the uh, AARP uh, player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, Jay, uh, Michael Penix Jr. will be drafted before Bo Nix, inbounds or out-of-bounds. Man, that's a good question. I think he should be drafted before Bo Nix, right. but will he is right. the question. Um, I saw some projections, man, that had uh, Penix Jr. in the, in the early set early second round, and even some people were saying he he could potentially slip uh, late first round. To me, I think his game is more NFL ready yeah. uh, than Bo Nix, in, in my opinion. I think he's obviously a better thrower of the football. But you know how these things go sometimes, K. Walk. So I'm gonna say out of bounds, not because I agree with it, but just because I think that's the way it's gonna go. Yeah, I agree, Jay. I, you know, as much as I, 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 I like Michael Penix, you know, I was high on him throughout the, the season. I thought they would pull that, you know, victory out. But yeah, I, I think he. I, I agree, Jay. I, I think Bo Nix goes uh, ahead of uh, Michael Penix in the draft. But I just had to pose that question to yep. you to see what you said. All right, uh, next one, another quarterback here, and this is uh, Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G. will be traded in the off season from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. 
inbounds or out of bounds? I think that's inbounds, K-Walk. There's some whispers that maybe Russell Wilson is going to end up on the Raiders. So if that's the case, I think Jimmy G's got to go. So I'm going to say that's inbounds. Okay. I have to agree with you there, Jamie. I I think they're, they're, they're banging their heads against the wall right now by signing Jimmy G to the contract that they gave him. And then soon after that contract, he went in uh, surgery on that ankle. So yeah. Yeah. I think his days are kind of dwindling down in in the NFL right now. I think he'll turn into ultimately at the end of his career, uh, an emergency quarterback. All right. The next one, well, next year, we kind of, we talked about the Eagles earlier. Um, We talked about some coaches. Uh, Nick Sirianni's coaching seat is hotter than Mike McCarthy's going into next season. Ooh. Now that's a heck of a question, man, (laughs) because both their seats are hot, I think. Yes. yes. And I was surprised that Jones gave McCarthy another another go at it this year. So you got to believe that if it don't work out this year, McCarthy's probably out, out the door. But I could say the same thing about yeah. Sirianni as well. So I'm going to say out of bounds, K-Walk, because I believe their seats are equally as hot. Okay. I don't know that one's <laughs> any hotter than the other. I think, I think that, they're, that both, they're both sitting on a piping hot seat, K-Walk. Wow. So I'm going to say out of bounds. Out of bounds. <laughs> They're ducking the question, ladies and gentlemen. All right, good stuff there. I'm going to go um, – Jay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go inbounds because of the. Okay, you know what, Jay? No, wait, 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 wait. Let me retract that. They, yeah, they're both seats are hot because they're they got Nick Sirianni's got. They got two. Uh, Nick Sirianni's got two quality offensive coordinator. I mean, uh, coordinators. Yep. Nick, Nick, Nick Fangio and um, and Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy's got another opportunity from from Papa Jerry. Um. Wow, Jay. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say it's inbounds. I I, I think that Nick Sirianni C is gonna be a little hot hotter. Okay. I'm gonna say inbound. I'm gonna hear. I think right, we can make a safe ahead. bet that only one of those coaches is gonna survive after. Oh, yeah, I definitely take that one. I'll <laughs> you take, probably I'll take make that, that bet. Yeah, yeah I absolutely, <laughs> definitely. All right, next one here. Let's turn it over to the women's basketball. We saw a, a great game oh, the other yes, night. I watched yes. it um between uh South Carolina Lady Gamecocks and the Lady Tigers. Uh, it seemed like LSU was going to pull that one out, but South yeah. Carolina, you know, took, uh, you know, took control of that game late. Uh, so with that being said, South Carolina's women's basketball team will cut down the nets this season. Inbounds or out of bounds? Oh man, K. Well, that's a great question. The competition in women's basketball is is really really good. There's so many really good teams. I think South Carolina is going to go undefeated in the regular season. Like they've already beat LSU. Right. They got to play Tennessee a little later, which I think they'll beat. They got to play UConn. I think they'll beat them. I I think they're going to go undefeated in the regular season. But will they cut down the nets? I don't know, man. There's some really talented teams. I'm going to take the field. I'm going to say it's out of bounds. I don't know who's going to cut it down, but I'm going to take the field on this one. Yeah, Jay, man. You know what? It's hard for me to go against the, uh, Dawn Staley. Yeah, she's and, great. And those ladies, yeah, <laughs> they're great. So, yeah, um, and it is a tough field. You're right, but somebody's got to cut down on that. And I think right now they're the better of the rest. They're the best of the rest. I mean, the better of the uh, the rest. Us are remaining. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to say that's inbounds. I'm going to say that's inbounds. Yeah. All they right. Got a lot of grit. They got a lot they, of they grit. Man. Do they? When I watched grit. that game, man, I watched that the latter part of the game. I saw you guys. I forget what I was doing, what I was watching. But you guys kept, you know, you and Tim and, and Arthur Ray yeah. 
kept saying, I said, okay, well, let me see what this game is about. So I turned it on one of my TVs and I said, okay, this, this is a pretty yeah. good game. So, yeah. um, and shout out to Haley. I forget her last name. Um, Van Haley, Lift. The, 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 Van yeah, what's what that girl can ball, but that girl yeah. can ball for sure. Yeah. Anyway, you, man, they have a collection of talent. Like, yeah. like when I looked at the starting lineups, I could say, I think LSU has maybe more talented players but but South Carolina, they play as a team better. Yeah. LSU still playing a little bit of my turn, your turn ball. So yeah, we'll see if they can figure it out. For sure, man. For sure. All right, Jay. That that concludes my uh, inbounds and out of bounds segment. So I'll turn it back over to you, man. All right, man. Let's let's do our rants. Uh, every every week, ladies and gentlemen, we want to do a rant. Uh, positive, negative, whatever you want to go. You basically get one minute to say whatever you want to say. Um, okay, well, I'll start with you, man. What you got for us this week? Yeah, this is a positive rant, man. I, I'm going to go with Kristen Ushak, the the uh, the uh, the wife of the um, fullback for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know if you guys have been checking her out. I know a lot of been noise have been made about another female, and we all know about her. Um, but um, Kristen Ushak, check her out, ladies and gentlemen. She's been designing a lot of different, um, you know paraphernalia or uh jerseys and and yes. jackets yep. he's in even one for uh for for uh travis kelsey's girlfriend he did one for 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 her i don't i i am sick of saying her <laughs> name so that's why i asked for travis kelsey's girlfriend or companion whatever you want to call her uh but yeah she's finally land an nfl license uh deal with the uh you know with them and and that brings in you know buku money and if you look around the league ladies and gentlemen follow her on, on ig i follow her as well christian Yushek. again she's the uh, wife of the fullback of the uh, san francisco 49ers um just outstanding stuff i'm glad that she was able to start making some money for the nfl so the and super bowl wouldn't be about uh travis kelsey's uh <laughs> companion you know bringing money to the nfl so now we have been the 49ers <laughs> also have <laughs> A, uh, a a female uh, companion or a wife bringing money to the NFL as well. So so hopefully that the, the the playing field will be even if if you will. So I'm going with uh, Kyle Sh uh, Christian Hushek. Um, hats off to her for sure uh, with landing that deal. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I actually came across it on TikTok. Didn't realize it was her, but yeah. I saw her like designing the jackets and stuff like that with the big eighty-seven. Was mm -hmm. that's that's what she she did that one, right? The she one, did that, yeah. She did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw her that. designing those. And I was like, man, this is some interesting stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely pretty cool. That's a feel-good story for sure. I got a feel-good story for my rant too, man. Uh, one of my former teammates, Terry Killens. Uh, came okay. into Penn State same time I did. He's making history, man, in the Super Bowl in two weeks. The only person to play in a Super Bowl and is also going to be officiating in the Super Bowl. Wow. He's going to be one of the referees really? in Saturday in Sunday next Sunday Super Bowl. So Terry Killens, congratulations, man. Killing one it. of my teammates, great guy, outstanding referee. He'll be one of the guys on the field on Super Bowl Sunday. Nice. I'll be so, looking yeah, out man, for him, that's, that's good nice. stuff for sure. All right, you know I don't know what um I don't know what they call I don't I don't know the name, but he's the guy that like stands behind the offense. Uh, so he's uh, the back, like, um, not the back judge. The, the back judge? Yeah. It may yeah is it the back yeah. judge we stand behind like the QB yeah. about seven eight yards behind the QB yeah, the and yeah so that that's that's where he'll be that's where he'll all be right, man all yeah, right PK's a good dude all right, K. Walt, let's do who's balling, man, and uh, get out of here. 
I'm gonna go first because mine's I'm I'm doing I'm switching it up this week. I'm doing a who's not ball in game walk, and I gotta come wow. at the LSU women's basketball team. Wow. Not even for losing <clears throat> to South Carolina because that's understandable, but they dropped another loss last night to Mississippi State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State came out, played them, took it to them, and held on for the win. Look, LSU, you guys got a great collection of talent. Amy Angel Reese, Haley Van Lith, Flaugé Johnson, Anissa Morrow, uh, a, a freshman who is just outstanding as well. Great collection of talent, but I believe that is four or five losses on the season for you guys. LSU, get it together. Right now, you guys are not balling. Wow. <laughs> Okay, that, that's a that's a first. I'm not sure if it'll be a last gentlemen, but you know, maybe a trivia question down the road. Yeah, the first not balling uh team on our show. All right, Jay, I, I'm 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 gonna keep it positive, man. I'm gonna keep it balling, <laughs> and I'm going I'm gonna sound biased, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm gonna give it to my man Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy, um, just just staying true. Uh, uh, to themselves and their identity, even though they were down 17 points coming in and you know, going into the second half, what they did was they ran the ball in and they opened it up for Brock Purdy and Brock Purdy, you know, um, went against, you know, some of the you know stuff, you know, as far as uh, went against the green or went against the play calling ad libbed. And then that's what great players do. You know, you, you, you are, a lot of people are saying that is he a game changer or is he a, a game manager or a game changer? He was definitely a game changer uh, in, in Sunday's game against the, uh, the Lions. And that, uh, woo, that, that tough one, man. And ladies and gentlemen, you didn't want to be here when when when, when I was here, man. That was it was really tough. No one knew I was going to do that. But nonetheless, they got it done. But yeah, just hats off to Kyle Shannon and Brock Purdy for them trusting one another and um, trusting who they are and believing in themselves and ultimately getting it done. So my San Francisco 49ers head coach and quarterback were absolutely balling one for more sure, guys. one more for please, sure one more. walk yeah. i was like i said i only imagine what just what going through k walk's mind in this first half man but that that second half had to feel good for sure um all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to punch out a little bit early tonight a two-man team so we kind of get through things a little bit faster um before we do okay walk let the people know what you got going on where they can find you and if there's anything you're looking forward to this week when we don't have any nfl football yeah, man, and, and that's the that's the crazy part about it. Man. That's that's the that's, it's a great part about it if you're if you're a team in in the Super Bowl, you love it and looking for that, but at the same time, you, you you're missing out on football. But nonetheless, you can find me on um, uh, Instagram, Kevin uh, one four two, uh, X uh, at Kevin Walker one four two, and also on uh, on um, Facebook, Kevin Walker. And um, tomorrow night, you can catch me on. Um, you know, uh, never had it so good sports radio, wherever you find your, uh, your podcast, uh, is sports talk with K walk and E Scott <laughs> who never had it. So good sports radio, ladies and gentlemen, check us out, Jay, man. I hope you're there tomorrow. Man. I hope <laughs> I'll be back. Tomorrow. I'll be back. <laughs> A lot of controversy that took place last, uh, uh last show. Jay was on beat me, beat me. I don't know. You know, it was a protest, but nonetheless, you, we, we, it's a long story, ladies and gentlemen, but we coming back and it, it's fun, man. It's fun. Check it out again. Sports talk with K walk, Eric E Scott on never had it. So good sports radio. 
Um, again, wherever you find your podcast, 7 p.m. Uh, to 9 p.m. All right, Jay, uh, what I'm looking forward to is is my uh, my Tar Heels right now are playing Georgia Tech, but we got Duke Carolina this week uh, okay. this weekend at 6 p.m. They're in Chapel Hill this week, so I'm definitely looking forward uh, to that. You know, the, it, it may have lost its luster, but nonetheless, don't tell the fans and don't tell the players and the coaches that. But Duke Carolina, 6 p.m. 6:30 p.m. Uh, ESPN and Chapel Hill. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'll I'll definitely lock into that one for sure. Uh, see if I can kind of regain some excitement for uh, men's college basketball. Yeah. Uh, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on on all the platforms: Instagram, TikTok, um, X. So check check me out there. Yeah, K. Walk. I, I'm gonna watch that that basketball game this weekend. Trying to find some other things to get into. I, wa- I watched a little bit of women's golf. <laughs> just trying to fill, fill, in, some, here, right? fill in some of these gaps, man, as, as we only got one more football game yeah. for a while. So um, that, that's I think we got we, we, we have the Pro Bowl, right? We got the do, only we do have the Pro, Pro Bowl, Bowl this week. Yeah, we, we got like that as well. Let me add and, that in there. Too. And then if you're up for it, man, th- this spring, the USFL and the XFL have merged. I'm going to check it out. So we could maybe out. see if that. It has a little bit more excitement as well in the UFL. So I'm definitely gonna check that out later. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna give it a look. I'm gonna give it a look yeah. for sure. Um, all right, good stuff, K Walk. That was a lot of fun, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We'll be back here next week, guys. Next week's gonna be a huge show. We're gonna make our Super Bowl predictions, we're gonna break down that game. We're going to talk about all the ins and outs and 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 that and eventually let you guys know who we think is going to be the last team standing. So you don't want to miss next week. We'll be here live at 7 p.m. So for Kevin Walker, I am Jason Collins, and we'll see you guys next week.